Welcome to the Potter Discussion. Welcome back to the Potter Discussion, discussing Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the Wizarding World fandom. I'm your host, Oscar, and this is episode 217. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today on this lovely day. It is, of course, a pleasure to be recording to you. Today, we are bringing it back. Would you rather? This is a... I had such a fun time last episode, and I got some great feedback, so I think this this part two has, has been long waited for, and I think it is, it is going to be a great time. So... We are bringing it back. Harry Potter, would you rather? I always love writing these episodes, and that's that's always a fun little bonus. I get to write a bunch of fun questions, but we've got another lineup ready today. We've got some pretty impossible questions that I certainly think are going to be very difficult to answer. So I certainly hope you are ready for the challenge. If you enjoyed today's episode, if you want a part three, let me know, of course. The Potter Discussion at gmail.com. That is the Potter Discussion at gmail.com. And the the contact forms on the Potter Discussion website also work. I would very much like to know if you like this so much that you would like to hear a part three. And if you did not enjoy this episode, please tell me why. That also is very uh, helpful feedback. And of course, if you want to just say anything in general, I'm always open to uh, receiving your emails. I read them all and I appreciate it very much. So I think, I think that pretty much covers it. I just want to get into this episode. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So we're starting off with a bang, and this is definitely one that it is first because I know it is not easy, but that is just the nature of the game. So what are we starting off with? Would you like to kill either McGonagall or Molly Weasley? So this is... (laughs) Or starting off difficult. You don't wanna. I don't wanna ramp into this. There's already been a part one, which I will link in the show notes if you if you haven't heard it. That's very important. You should definitely do that. Part one was kind of the warm up here. I think part two is definitely. We're not gonna skip. You know the uh, the old. You know rev the engine. We're just gonna go straight into it. So this one is definitely fun one to start. And what I mean by kill, you know, not like you have to do it. But like there's a situation in which both Molly and McGonagall are in danger. And you have the chance to, you have to choose uh, one of them that you must kill. And I think this might be in a Battle of Hogwarts situation. It might be in just a situational decision. You know, of course, anything could arise. So what is the decision here, Molly or McGonagall? And this is really hard because they are in kind of similar roles, I think, in the story. I mean, they're both kind of mother figures to Harry and I think, of course, Harry never really had that, so I think they're they're both very valuable people. I think McGonagall has some very uh, good morals. She's very strict with with herself, I think, and that definitely applies to her students. But I think, you know, especially just for her own self, I think she has some very good values, and I think she definitely has a uh, a very good drive to do the right thing, and I think that's why she is such a such an interesting character. I think why we like her so much because she always does the right thing. She is a very tuned moral compass and that is a very impressive thing. I think Molly is similar. She's definitely similar. I think she's not as strict as McGonagall. I think Molly maybe is more more warm and loose than, than McGonagall, but that might be 
Molly's specific skills. You know, she is she is a mother to a lot of kids, and I think she's really gotten the whole you know being being a friend, being a mother down. So I think Molly is just such a such a kind person, and to Harry especially, I think Molly can understand how how much Harry would need a mother in his life, and I think that's kind of the role that Molly fills. So good for her. And unfortunately, that makes them both very difficult to kill, especially if we have to choose one. And I think this is going to be a hard decision. So we really have to weigh the pros and cons here. So I think there may be two categories here. We've got, you know, practical and uh, I guess you'd say like emotional, you know, where where are we really feeling about this? So practical, I think it does not make sense to kill McGonagall. I think in a Battle of Hogwarts scenario, McGonagall knows the the castle, which is very beneficial. She knows the spells. She knows all the fun, you know, things to do to the statues and all that kind of stuff. She, I think, she is a she's a good tactician, especially on uh, her home field. So I think that is a huge benefit for her. I think what what doesn't make sense for Molly is she is uh, she's very fierce, especially like we saw with Bellatrix and Ginny when one of her own uh, family is being. Uh, challenged and potentially in in the line of mortal danger mortal peril i should say molly really steps up and i would argue that molly in that case is is even more ferocious than mcgonagall really any day i mean even if someone was was threatening one of her close friends i'd say she would still be the same molly is very protective and she really uh, is not tolerant of danger and that definitely comes through in the battle of hogwarts so which one would make more sense to kill here? If, you know, McGonagall knows the knows the ground, she's a very, very good dueler, and Molly is willing to stand to the last man to protect the people she loves, who should we keep? Well, from a purely tactical and battle strategy mind, I think it does make more sense to keep McGonagall. So I think in this case, we would have to kill Molly. But that's not the whole picture. So now we've got the emotional side of it, and I think this is maybe a little more in Molly's favor, because of course Molly is is in that position of really being a caretaker to Harry and the caretaker he did not have, which is, of course, very big shoes to fill, but big because they're important, and I might say that Molly does it very well, and I think that is a very big count in her favor. I think McGonagall does similar things, but not close to how Molly does it. So in this case, for the emotional side of it, I think it would be a little more difficult to kill Molly. So now we've got, now we've got to decide. The fun part of the whole process, we have got to decide a a victor we have we have to really choose one person to come out on top so who is the person who we have to kill so our options mcgonagall molly mcgonagall tactician she knows what she's doing use that word she she really is astute in her and her magical ability she has she has learned many spells and many defenses she knows good strategy she knows the grounds she also cares about harry and she doesn't want to hurt him and she doesn't want to let other people do the same so that's her uh, molly 
Molly is very similarly at, at Harry's side. She is really filling, filling the shoes of a matronly figure, and she is willing to defend Harry with everything she has, just like one of her own kids. So how does this pan out? Well, ah, this, is, this is hard. You know, at first I was going to say McGonagall, and then I was like, no, but it has to be Molly, you know? Like, gosh, this is... This is hard. To tell you the truth, I had not thought about the answer, just so I could think about it on the show here. And if I'm being honest, I think the, I think we should kill Molly. And I know, I know that that is going to hurt a lot of people, and it's definitely not a fun choice to make. But I think Molly outweighs, or, uh, McGonagall outweighs Molly in the, you know, strategy part of it, but she also has a little bit in the way of the emotional side of it. And I think, you know, a little bit, at least, at least a little bit in both categories is enough for me to keep. So that's why I think Molly is maybe not the one, because although she is willing to defend, you know, I'd rather she just be good at, you know, of course, she's not fantastic at magic, but I'd rather she she get the skill that she gains when one of her children is threatened just from the get-go, you know? So definitely a difficult decision here, but I think we do have to kill Molly because McGonagall has really got it all, and I think that that is that is the right decision. But maybe, maybe you don't agree, but I think that is where we should leave it. Let's move on. Okay, so that was a little tough. That was definitely not a pleasant one to start out with. So maybe let's choose one that's maybe a little more a little more pleasant as things go. So let's talk about Snape and Draco. They are rather a little bit of enemies to Harry. I think though that might change as the story goes on at the beginning. That is for sure. And they both are in very dislike of Harry, I might say. They don't exactly love each other as well, especially as they get older and Draco has to do things and Snape wants to help him and all that kind of stuff. So what's our question here? Well, would you rather Draco be a friend to Harry from the beginning or Snape be a friend to Harry from the beginning? So that's our question here, and I think this is an interesting one because though it, it, they both happen in the end, which one would you rather happen in the beginning? Either Snape friend to Harry, Draco friend to Harry. And this is a difficult question, though there is a very good outcome. So that's why I put this second after after a previous question. So again, let's look at what each decision would mean. For Snape, I think it might mean a, a little bit of a different character because the reason why... Snape hates Harry so much is because Harry reminds him of James. James is the person who took Lily away, and I'm not sure if Snape blames James for Lily's death, but I don't think Snape thinks Lily helped <laughs> help things along, although I think Snape does respect James at least a little bit uh, for, for everything that he did for Lily and for Harry. So I think that might be something that goes into it. And for Draco, I think this would be interesting because Draco is definitely not, definitely not Harry's friend. And there would definitely have to be some kind of switch in Draco's character as well, perhaps more dramatic than for Draco than, or 
perhaps more dramatic in Draco than in Snape because again Draco doesn't like Harry because he is you know kind of stuck up he's kind of a snob you know as his his family's rich and he knows it and all he wants is to you know to rule the castle because he thinks he's the one to like of course of course that mindset changes very quickly but he doesn't like Harry because Harry isn't conforming to his rule you know he Harry is not one of his subjects I think that is discomforting to Draco because he doesn't have control of you know this one kid who might actually be pretty popular and people actually like him and of course that stems from a whole boatload of childhood issues but what if those childhood issues disappear you know just call this number and have all your childhood issues disappear and that's exactly what Draco did and that might be what allows him to be friends with Harry so which one would be better? And better is definitely a word that we have to get out of the way here first. Better, I mean, for Harry. Because being enemies with Draco is not fun. He has to deal with being, I mean, pretty much bullied by Draco. Being enemies with Snape is also not fun. He is tortured in potions. He always gets low grades. And really, Snape is not looking out for him. And that is clear so which one is worse i guess is kind of what we're thinking here which 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 uh you know which person treated harry worse in the story so i think this is this is a hard one because with snape i mean of course snape was giving harry horrible grades and snape was really a bar in front of harry's um auror you know, ambitions, and thankfully Slughorn did not hold the same standards, standard, which is why Harry can move forward, but of course, I mean, let's just take a sidebar real quick, if Harry did not take, you know, advanced potions, and he defeated Voldemort, I don't think that, I don't think his lack of potions would be the thing that holds him back, so, want to point that out, it would have worked out either way, but thank you Slughorn, did not hold high standards, took away any barrier that, that Snape could have put up, so what does that mean? Well, I think that is a kind of a that's kind of a low blow for Snape to deliver, and especially so late in the story, sixth book, you know, are still still really trying to take Harry down. That's not exactly a good look. But for Draco, Draco was really tormenting Harry every chance that he got. You know, I mean, running around at the whole Harry back sometimes, he's gonna beat him up. That's not exactly a fun person to be with, and I think that's certainly something that Harry would love to have as a friend. And I think it's the same with Snape. So what is this? What is what is the decision here? I think it's gotta be Draco. I think Harry's gotta be friends with Draco. And that might that might have been an obvious answer, but I think mostly it's for the reason that I don't think Snape is as big as big of enemies with Harry as we as we think, really, as we see. Because by the end of the story, Snape is really, you know, looking out for Harry, and Snape really cares for Harry, and that's a big change from what we saw, but I think the point of that revelation was it was not really a big change, because over time, Snape had begun to see more of Lily in Harry and less of James, and I think that helped. But also, Snape really started to appreciate James more, you know, moving farther away from their common disputes. I think once Snape really started to get involved with, you know, the Order and Voldemort and becoming a spy, his perspective started to change. And he said, like, like that, those, like, really, like, stupid squabbles I had, you know, with James, like, those really became inconsequential when his objective became survival in working for Voldemort. So I think that might be a reason for it. 
and Draco, absolutely, they don't part as enemies, I wouldn't say, but they don't exactly part as friends. So, and I think there was a deleted scene from the film where, you know, I think Draco, like, threw a wand to Harry, and, you know, that, cause, I don't know, that that would have been, I think, the thing that may have pushed this decision over to Snape if Draco really ended up like that, because I think that is a more outward expression. I think that's t- that takes more courage and, uh, I think, a more, a more deep-rooted connection to Harry than just what Snape was doing. Of course, Snape was not doing anything light, but for Draco to throw a wand to Harry in front of literally everyone, I think that's a huge move to make. It's a huge statement, and that would definitely push it over to Snape, but that scene, unfortunately, did not make it in, and I think Draco was thankful to Harry, but that's really it, and that combined with the fact that they were really at each other's throats for the entirety of the story I think we can definitely say that if Harry was friends with Draco, a lot would be different. Let's move on. This next one is pretty interesting. I didn't want to choose one that was about life or death or really characters at all, so uh, that's where this one came about. Here is the question. Would you rather that muggle studies be required for every student or care of magical creatures be required for every student there is the question and this is a little bit out of left field it's a it's a it's a different question than we have usually and the reason for this is i think one of these should be the case and i was thinking well which one do i want oh it's it's what you rather i'll just put them both that's (laughs) that's exactly how this question came about and that is 100 percent it so my thinking behind this is both of these are very valuable classes that pretty much no one takes. Care of Magical Creatures is fun sometimes. Maybe Hagrid isn't great at teaching it, but learning about the nature of, you know, magical nature and creatures and plants and things like that. Of course, that's more for her- herbology, but magical creatures, especially that, is a very important topic that is seldom discussed. And in Care of Magical Creatures, that is where students can learn more about it. And I think what that would lead to is perhaps more inclusivity of some magical creatures that might be, you know, a part of Wizarding Society. That might be a very fantastic outcome. And what I was thinking for muggle studies is muggles are hated by a lot of wizards, you know, mostly purebloods, I would say. And muggle studies, though, it might be uncomfortable for a lot of students to take, uh, like Draco, for example. I think muggle studies would still be interesting at least for like one year, at least uh, at least for one. I don't know how they measure quarter trimester for one semester for something for one something (laughs) they they should have to take muggle studies or magical creatures and i think that is going to be a very interesting shift to the uh to the hogwarts mindset because also care of magical creatures is kind of a class it's like kind of seen as like a dud class almost because you know it's really it's for you know the nature lovers and what do you really learn all i want to do is cast spells and blow things apart great i don't want to take magical creatures And then people are like, oh, okay. Well, then they never do, and that's that, and they never learn. But if it was required, maybe that problem wouldn't even exist. And pretty much the same thing happens with with muggle studies. So many interesting things could come out of that class. And, of course, you know, someone like Hermione, honestly, I could see the muggle-borns taking that 
more than the wizards and of course that happens but what i you know what i mean is studying muggles from a wizarding perspective does seem like a, it would be a very interesting thing and so it's it's really a win-win if you live with muggles if you uh know muggles then you are going to have a very interesting class if you do not know muggles if you are completely pure blood then you will have a very uh well informative class and i think really there's no downside to taking it so that's why i think it should be it should be required so which one should it be this is kind of (laughs) hard another hard one and mostly because i know the answer it's gotta be muggle studies i mean it really has to be because that's the that's a big problem wizards not liking muggles that's a big problem and if we can you know catch that early if we can catch those prejudices early that might be a very good thing I think a care, care of magical creatures is a good thought, but unfortunately, I don't think it is as practical as could be. I would absolutely take them both, but for one to be required, I think it should be Muggle Studies. So there we have it, and I think we should move on. This is another interesting one, and it comes out of the thinking about magical creatures, and this is about werewolves and house elves. So let's do this. Here is the question. Would you rather give werewolves or house elves another chance in society? Of course, these two magical creatures are very discriminated against. Werewolves, of course, if there are people, you can't really tell. If you find out there are werewolves, gosh. You don't want your kids to sit next to them on the train. You don't want to be near them. They have to form underground societies. And if you tell, if if it gets out, you can lose your job. You might have to run away, change your name. That is not how it should be. House elves are pretty much just living in a house. And they have to do every single thing that, that, that that their owner says. They are creatures that are owned by something else. Need I say more, really? So both of these two creatures have been really not having the best time of it, and especially in recent years with the you know, rise of Voldemort and Death Eaters on the rise and all that kind of stuff, both of them are really having a hard time. So we can choose one to kind of put back into the world to give them a better place if that you know if, if if we choose werewolves maybe it's you know ending discrimination against them maybe it's you know helping them get get care and get medical you know assistance and all that if we choose house elves it might be giving them more rights literally just giving them more rights and you know not making their their service required they can stay if they want they can go if they want they can do whatever they can live in a house by themselves they can they can get married they can go to the park and take a walk like all that just with a little choice we can make right here so which one is it which one will it be this is kind of hard <laughs> this is let's just let's like which one is not difficult let's just get that out of there but if we're, if we're really thinking about this it it uh, this is hard i i'm gonna say house sells for this one but werewolves is a very very close second because of we see how much it affects Lupin. I think that's what really is the, the difficult part. You know, he can't, you know, getting a job is hard, doing all that. Like, just he, he, he can't live a normal life. Except when he, you know, he has friends and they know and they don't hate him for it. And I think that's where the little bit of, you know, the a small amount of salvation comes from. But with the house elf, 
Households aren't allowed to have friends. They aren't allowed to have family. They can't do anything. Like, they literally cannot do anything. And in my opinion, that is a really bad life to live. And I think that's why the house elves deserve to have that uh, taken away. So there you have it. I think we have got one more thing to discuss in today's episode. So let's move on. The last would you rather for this episode is a simple one. And it is either would you rather, I should say, would you rather that Umbridge stays or Hagrid goes? Those are our two options here. And the reason why I chose this is because we have a taste of both. And both were pretty horrible. (laughs) And I think it would really be too bad if one of them were to happen. Umbridge stays you know, saying she arrives in the Order of the Phoenix, and she does not leave. She is not carried away by centaurs, no siree. She is safe and sound. She is the headmistress. She is, what is it, the High Inquisitor? Yes, she's the High Inquisitor or whatever. She has control over the school, and that is that. Or Hagrid is not there, meaning Hagrid also leaves in the Order of the Phoenix. He does get back, but what if he does not? Not saying something happens to him, just saying he cannot come back to Hogwarts. So what would this do? I think if Umbridge were to stay, it would really bring the reign of almost like the Caros a few years earlier, and that would not be fun. If Hagrid were to stay away, I think that would be a huge light gone out. And I think that would mean one less ally for the trio, and if Dumbledore isn't even there all the time, I think that's just another one that might not be able to work. So if, you know, Hagrid and Dumbledore are gone, it's really McGonagall that has to hold down the fort against the Ministry, and that's not going to go well. So we're looking at a few things here that are not going to be very well, and we've got to think about this. However, I think this definitely is a decision that can be made. And in my opinion, the one that would be a whole lot worse is Umbridge staying. Because if you think about it, if Umbridge stays, there is a big chance that Hagrid is not. And that is kind of choosing them both. So I would rather choose Hagrid goes. And I think with that, we definitely have to make some sacrifices, namely Hagrid. We don't have Hagrid, but more importantly, we don't have Umbridge. And if we gave him the choice, if 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 Umbridge said, you know, I'm leaving, but only if you do, I think Hagrid would leave for sure. And with that, I think it becomes comes his loyalty and comes his care for the castle and the grounds and the people. And I think that's really a value that Hagrid has that is indispensable. So I think for that reason, we cannot subject him to Umbridge's rule and we must get him away before something bad happens. So there we go. That is my choice. I would rather that Hagrid go than at Dumbridge, Umbridge, Dumbridge, that's good, that Umbridge stay and, and have a reign of terror. And I think that's it. That is it for this episode. Would you rather's are always a fun thing, and I'm very glad that I had the chance to record one today. 
It is quite cold outside. My face almost fell off this morning. However, I still managed to drag myself up here, drag, drag myself to the studio, and uh, and record an episode. I'm very glad I did. If you enjoyed this episode, then I encourage you to write in. I would love to hear what you have to say. The Potter Discussion at gmail.com. That is the Potter Discussion at gmail.com. And of course, there are some lovely contact forms on the Potter Discussion.com website in the contact section. And there are some at in the in the bottom of the show notes as well on this episode of course leave please leave a review on the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or Podchaser. that really helps me out it helps other listeners find the show and it really is a fantastic way to support me and if you want to leave an episode idea in your review i also see those and i would love to uh, respond and and uh, get your episode out there so thank you everyone who does that and Really, I think with that, that is a that is a wrap on this episode. So, as always, remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. I will see you all later. This was the Potter Discussion.